Hi there. Welcome to the Biz Communication Show. I'm your host, Bill Lampton, the Biz Communication Guy, bringing you communication tips and strategies that will boost your business. And I know they will boost mine too, because I listen intently to our guest, just as you will. And today we're very privileged to have coming to us from the greater Atlanta metropolitan area, John Ray. John Ray advises consultants, coaches, attorneys, and other services professionals on what are often their two biggest problems, pricing, and business development. John is passionate about how changes in mindset, positioning, and pricing change the trajectory of a business and the lifestyle choices of a business owner. John is the best-selling author of the book, The Generosity Mindset, A Journey to Business Success by Raising Your Confidence, Value, and Prices. The book covers topics like value and adopting a mindset of value, pricing your services more effectively, proposals, and essential elements of growing your business. John is also a studio owner, producer, and show host with Business Radio X. And John works with business owners who want to do their own podcast. He is the host of North Fulton Business Radio and The Price and Value Journey. Amazingly, John has hosted and are produced over 2,200 podcast episodes. So I know that you join me in welcoming John Ray. Hello, John. Bill, how are you doing? Great to be with you. I'm, I'm so excited and grateful that you had me on. Well, it is, it is a pleasure for me and it's a pleasure, privilege and learning experience for our guests. And I'll say about your book, The Generosity Mindset, that I can attest very enthusiastically to the value of the book. I reviewed it on Amazon. And John, my only regret was I could only give it five stars for the <laughs> review. I would have given it 10 because there's so much practical advice in that book, which we'll discuss in a minute. But first, I want to ask you, and this was not included in our introduction, but I do know that you had a first career in investment, investment banking. And so here you are now an entrepreneur who is dedicated, really committed to helping others succeed. So my question, and I'm sure uh, something our guests would like to know is, what transitioned you for working for corporate America to suddenly working for the rest of us, helping us improve our business and our, our life as well. What, what prompted that, John? Well, the, 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 the cheeky answer to that question, Bill, is that uh, corporate America didn't want me anymore. Once I got over 50, I, I got on someone's list uh, as being a, an expensive employee. So I got, I got laid off. Uh, that's, that's what happened to me. And we won't name the big uh, bank that did it, but uh, you can go look at my LinkedIn profile and make a guess. Anybody but, uh, who anybody who has uh, who does not believe in 
and uh, age discrimination must be below 35 years old, right? That's exactly right. Uh, uh, so if, if you don't believe it, just wait until you're over 50 and you'll believe it. Um, but um, no, I, you know, and I think that for, a, I'm like a lot of people that go through that. Uh, I was like a lot of people that go through that. You know, you have a situation where you take stock of where you are and what you want to do. And I was heavily involved in a lot of activities in my community and uh, charitable activities. And I really uh, was tired of uh, getting on a plane and uh, uh, flying to headquarters and, you know, kissing the ring as a corporate ring as it were. So um, that's why I started my own business. And uh, that was uh, what about 11, 12 years ago now. And um, that's been very rewarding for me. And um, you know, I did it as I describe in the book, um, from a point of what I what I call the generosity mindset. There's a lot of different ways to, to to look at it and to talk about it. And what I talk about in the book is nothing new, as I say in the book. Um, but it's trying to um, serve others and succeeding by serving others. The generosity mindset. It's it's quite in contrast to what. You and I often see, for example, on LinkedIn. I know that you and I are both very active daily on LinkedIn. And for those who are not connected with you on LinkedIn, John, I strongly recommend that because every day you give us some business gems, which we probably haven't heard before, or it's a new slant or a new angle we need. So I, I certainly encourage people to connect with you there. But one of the one of the major factors that comes across on LinkedIn is there are so many people who tell, 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 <laughs> and they sell, 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 mm -hmm. and it's all about themselves. And the idea of promoting somebody else, the idea of helping somebody else succeed is just not quite in their thinking. That has become, if I might put it that way, uh, helping others succeed through the generosity mindset has pretty well become your mantra. Yeah, well, let, let's let's just say this. It, it is easy to fall into the trap of thinking that because I'm a solopreneur, I'm, I'm in charge of my own small professional services firm that I have to promote. I mean, it's real easy to fall into that trap because who else is going to do it, right? If I don't do it and, and you see others doing it on LinkedIn and, or in, in other ways, not just on LinkedIn. And you think that's the only way to do it. And it's much easier to kind of fall into line with that and, and, and be, uh, uh, Selfie-oriented, self-promotional, uh, right? Um, it's it's real easy to do that. the The problem with that is you're not you don't really stand out when that's what you do, because there are a lot of people that do that, and you're not unique. Whatever you are, whatever your uh, discipline is, um, you're not the only one out there that that does it. Um, uh, I I just think it's a better um, way to look at the world to, to serve first and to put yourself most importantly in the mindset of those that are 
potentially seeking your services? What are their issues? What are their problems? And you may not be the best source of uh, solutions for their problems. Uh, and and your, uh, the way you've positioned yourself may not be the best solution. Uh, you may have a lot to learn when you come out of corporate, for example, like I did, about um, who your target audience is and how best to serve them. So, you know, I, I think the, here's the, the, the irony of it. And I know this is something we'll talk more about, but the irony of taking a, a what I call the generosity mindset is it really serves you better because um, you're, you put yourself in the mindset of those you serve uh, it is put positions you in a much better way to succeed in your solopreneur business or your small firm pro professional services uh, business uh, than taking the promotional route. I know that you're very familiar with our our friend, uh, LinkedIn expert, Greg Burkhalter. And, and Greg, of course, uh, teaches this to all of his clients that if your focus is entirely on you, if that's where the spotlight is, there, there are not many people who are going to stick around for that show. And one of the things that I've had the, the opportunity to do on this program, and I'm sure you have on yours, John, is to interview, which I'll be doing again soon, social media experts. And the social media experts are reflecting the generosity mindset as well, that when you go on the social media, or in our case, if you're at a networking event, or if you're sitting down with a prospective client, if you're focusing on your needs, <laughs> that's that's a turnoff. And instead, as you well put it, and as social media experts that I know put it, the point is to engage. And I'll, I'll tell you, uh, we all learn from our mistakes. I hope we do. <laughs> and uh, I should be brilliant because I've made a lot of mistakes. And one that I remember very early in my career, John, this was 1999, and I had just become a consultant. And I was very privileged to get an opportunity to, um, uh, to meet with Vince Dooley, the revered coach at that time and athletic director, longtime athletic director at University of Georgia. And I wanted to talk to Vince about what I could do for his athletic association. And so we had a cordial introduction and he said, uh, what do you have in mind? And I said, well, I certainly can provide media training for your people. And I had certainly a handout on that at that time. And he said, we've already got somebody for that. What else do you do? <laughs> so uh, we strike out if we assume, there's that old saying about assuming, and we strike mm -hmm. out if we assume that we know somebody else's needs. We don't know anybody else's needs. And one of the factors I think you've brought into play is that they might not even know them until we have what we call the value conversation. And right. John, I want to talk with you and we want to hear more about the value conversation. We'll be back right after this. Do you wish you felt confident about giving speeches? Do you want to deal with difficult people constructively? 
And what about becoming more persuasive in sales? Then keep listening now to Dr. Bill Lampton. He spent 20 years in management, so he knows the communication skills you need for success. I urge you to call the Biz Communication Guy today for a no-cost but very valuable 30-minute discussion about your communication challenges. Call now, 678-316-4300. Again, that's 678-316-4300. Yes, John, the old style of uh, making a sale was to go in with your predetermined pitch, which you had been trained on and and memorized, and you almost regurgitate it (laughs) when your host says, what are you here for, as Vince Dooley said for me. And by the way, the, the happy ending to that story was that he and I talked and then about customer service and I directed a 90 minute seminar for the athletic association, which I, I would never have gotten to done if he had not been so patient with the, uh, the, the mistake I made to start with. But I, I admit my mistakes because mm-hmm. that, again is what I've learned for them. Okay. We mentioned the value conversation. Take us through that, John. What is that? Well, so the the value conversation is one in which uh, you do less talking and more listening and listening in response oftentimes to uh, questions that uh, lead the client, the prospect into uh, a bit of a journey into what their issues are. And those issues, uh, I think you start out by saying, let's let's talk about what your issues are generally, not just the reason we got connected, not just the reason you called me, um, where you think you may need this or that, that I provide, but let's just talk in general about where you are in the business. And then when you do that, you've got a much better sense of what that client values and what their needs really are. I mean, they, if you're a CPA, they might've called you for tax, uh, return preparation. What they really need is, uh, advisory work on their business. Um, that's what they might really have the the biggest need for. That's just one example. Um, so the, so there's that. And then when you know, uh, the, the hopes, needs, concerns, dreams of that client, uh, you know what they value and you know both what they value from, from the, the tangibles, the tax return, the business advisory services, legal services, what have you, but you also know the intangibles that they value, the, the outcomes that they're looking for that are intangible and only really floating around inside their head and heart. Um, the fact that they want to retire sometime in the next few years, or the fact that, you know, they've been, uh, the business has been so consuming that they haven't been on vacation with the spouse in several years and they want to get to that point or there are any number of intangibles that are driving the, the tangible desire, uh, for, a particular service. So those intangibles are key because 
those have very high value for that client. And when you understand what that, those intangibles are and their value to that client, then you're in a, in a much better position, number one, to satisfy those needs with the outcomes of your services. And number two, to price your services to reflect the value that they see. You have brought up a, a word which some of us probably uh, tremble when we hear. <laughs> That's the word pricing. Most of us who are in the entrepreneurial category and even others, we wish that that were something we, we didn't have to discuss often because we're afraid to talk about our, our level of value. And to me, John, not only in your book, but in your postings on LinkedIn and in the several seminars of yours that I have attended, this is one of your greatest contributions that you share with us is how we go about pricing our services. The tendencies a lot of people have when they start out is, even if they are uh, speakers or even if they are consultants or coaches, they look around and they say, well, you know, my plumber charges by the hour, my electrician does, uh, my yard man does. So I guess I'll, I'll just set an hourly price. Uh, as, the, as the Southern saying would say from the get-go, <laughs> you, have, you have said that's not the right idea. And explain to us, please, why it isn't, because it's a time-honored tradition. Well, that's, that's part of the point, pardon the pun. It is a time honored tradition and, 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 uh, that's the reason people do it only because everybody else is doing it. And when, um, and, and that's a terrible reason to do it. Um, I mean, there are a number of reasons I, I go into quite a list in the book about what, what the problem is with hourly pricing, but here's what it really boils down to. Um, an hourly price is not a price. It is an input. It is a um, uh, one factor, but it's all arranged around and oriented toward me as the service provider. And in some cases, in fact, a lot of cases, it has no bearing whatsoever on the quality of the outcomes that I deliver to clients. So it makes absolutely no sense to use a, a figure that has, that's oriented completely to me and not oriented to the value that I provide to clients as a service pr provider. So that's, that's why I've got a problem with hourly pricing, not just for the client, but for the service provider. And I contend that by definition, if you are pricing by the hour, your price is inadequate, um, that you're not pricing, um, relative to value that you provide as, a, and, and the, the transformation you deliver as a professional services provider. We have a couple more minutes and I, I want to, I want to ask you to, this was something I had not heard from any business advisors before I started attending your very valuable workshops. And that is speaking of pricing, 
When we present a plan to a prospective client, your advice has been, and I've, I've implemented it, and many, many hundreds of people who have followed your advice have implemented it. Don't just give them one option. Why not just give them one option and one price? What's the advantage of giving two or three options? Yeah, well, the magic number is three, uh, three options. And, and it, it really is a human thing. I mean, we, we have a, a preference for choice. Number one, uh, is human beings. We like choice and, and we also like, uh, threes. So you see this in the business world again and again, they're small, medium, and large. Uh, you go to the car websites and there's the, you know, the basic model, the intermediate model and the luxury model all for the same type of car. Right. So, I mean, you, there, there's, there's a, preference that buyers of, of both products and services have toward number one, a choice and number two, um, options. And so what you're doing with options is, is something that I say is it's a generous act. You're trying to match up. Um, you're trying to give a client, um, options to choose from that they can look at and best choose what works for them. Um, because even after an effective value conversation, when you get to the proposal stage, there may be things that come up that the client has not disclosed to you and you get to the proposal stage. And if you have a one option proposal, then it's uh, basically it's a uh, take it or leave it kind of situation. Whereas uh, a three option proposal, invites discussion, invites further dialogue, where some of those things that a client has not disclosed, uh, or maybe you've not gotten to in a, a value conversation, uh, that, that, that they can more easily come to the surface if there's some options over which to discuss. Now, the, the point for the service provider is that it's, gives you a much better way to price toward client values. Some clients, they just want the basic thing you offer. That's it. They just want uh, just the, the plain vanilla model. Then there are some clients that they want uh, what I call, they want to get behind the velvet rope. They want everything that you offer. They want the, the uh, Lexus version of whatever you offer, uh, if I can put it that way. And then most people are in the middle uh, it, and they want a little bit of, uh, of the best, but they don't want the, the full piece of it. And they want to be um, right in the middle with how they spend their money. So by definition, if you offer options instead of just one, uh, you're giving yourself a better, you're doing better for the client. You're giving them more choices, but you're also giving yourself a better chance to maximize your revenue from those clients. So it's an act of generosity. I call it an act of generosity. It's client first thinking, but it actually benefits you as a service provider. John, this is, has been so valuable. And I, again, 
I'm going to ask you for your contact information in a minute. I, I encourage every one of our viewers on YouTube and our listeners on the podcast to get connected with John Ray. He is an incredible resource. And, and, and in his book, I want you to pay attention to his, his, his definite approach to what we say about ourselves when we set our prices. We have not gotten to discuss that, but it's extremely valuable. John Ray, thank you so much for being with us today. It's great to have you again on the Biz Communication Show. And, and I would give that book 10 stars. So I, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to get it, underline it as I did, enjoy it and benefit from it and put it into practice. What's your contact information, John? Because I know our viewers and listeners will want to be in touch with you. Well, Bill, thank you so much for, for again, for your inv invitation and thank you for your kind words. Uh, uh, those, those reviews are, are the review you wrote is, was very kind and I'm really, really grateful for that and grateful to, to come on your show, uh, again. So thank you again, uh, for that. So it, it, the, the best way to get in touch with me, you can go to, uh, John Ray co is my website you can also uh type in the generosity mindset.com and find me there um and find out more about the book and the other things that uh, i'm up to as well and of course uh as you mentioned bill I, i'm delighted for folks to connect with me on the linkedin i've got a linkedin newsletter that goes out uh pretty much every thursday um so you, you can that has a lot of my uh ideas and thoughts and so forth there it's called the price and value journey so you if you want if you're interested in that newsletter you can subscribe through linkedin it's a newsletter i read every time you post it and i i comment because it's it's uh, such helpful material thank you john thank you for giving your contact information and now that you've given yours i'm happy to share mine invite you to go to my youtube channel my YouTube channel, if you go to the search bar and type in my name, Bill Lampton, PhD, that's the way it's listed on YouTube, you'll have access to my YouTube channel. And please hit that subscribe button. Uh, there are more than 450 instructional videos on there. And in the last four to five years, many of them are interviews with experts like John Ray on this biz communication show. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. My website, since I'm the biz communication guy, quite logically, my website is B-I-Z, bizcommunicationguy.com. And then like John Ray, I'm open to talking with you about your concerns, your professional goals, your issues, your communication challenges and problems. And so give me a non-obligation exploratory call, 678-316-4300. John Ray, again, a fascinating half hour, so informative so enjoyable. How would you pull together what we've said in 30 seconds or so? 
Yeah. Make it about other people. I mean, uh, uh, learn to ask questions that get, gets you inside the head and heart of the, the clients that you want to serve and, um, uh, dig deep, learn, ask questions and uh, adopt a mindset of generosity and, and, uh, come at your business through the minds of your clients and prospects. And if you do that, uh, I think you'll be successful in ways that you can't even imagine. Terrific. Thank you. Thanks to those of you who joined us today on the Biz Communication Show, the video portion and the podcast portion. And by the way, when you go to my website that I mentioned, bizcommunicationguy.com, you'll find a way on there to subscribe to the podcast. I mentioned how you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, but you can subscribe to this podcast by going to the website, bizcommunicationguy.com. It's great to have John Ray with us today. It's wonderful to have each of you who have joined us. And so I encourage you and invite you to be again with us the next time for the next version of the Biz Communication Show.